Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North build a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. This week, we are joined by Gina Noble. Gina Noble is a homeschool mom of four flown and grown kids. She's the author of Principal Approach Primer, available on Kindle uh, or by referral. Uh, she serves as a mentor to other homeschool families who use the Principal Approach through the Pilgrim Institute and Foundation for American Christian Education. Gina has worked as a marketing strategist in the homeschool market since 2002. She successfully built several businesses and loves to inspire others to discover their own entrepreneurial spirits. She can be found at homeschoolsocialmedia.com, podcasting at Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, or directing marketing efforts right here at the True North Homeschool Academy. You can join Gina Noble this spring for True North Homeschool Academy's 2023 Entrepreneurship Course. So Gina, take her away. Okay. Um, well, today I thought that we would really just focus on ways we can incorporate entrepreneurship as a lifestyle of learning in our homeschooling. Um, my presentation, I will put it the link in the show notes or load to the page later because it does have some clickable links within it that people can access. Okay, so um, what I noticed in um, my own children as we were, I have four kids, and like I said, they're all flown and grown. My youngest is 22, and I always have to think about that. Um, but they all have, at one time or another, had side businesses. And, um, you know, they varied the gamut from Poshmark to um, my oldest and my youngest boys both picked up our Amazon business. So, what I noticed was, um, and why I got onto teaching my kids entrepreneurial things and making it a, um, a lifestyle of learning within our own homeschool is that they seem kind of bored, unmotivated um, by what we were doing in school. I mean, you know, they humored mom and we had table time and we had, I had, you know, good answers. They seemed to cooperate, but at the end of the day, they put their books away and uh, they fiddled around, you know, whatever they wanted to do. And when I took on homeschooling, um, I thought it kind of cured all of that. I thought that was a thing public school kids do. They do their homework and then they, you know, throw the books in the book bag and then they don't learn anything till the next day. So um, I had these three problems and that was they weren't, um, none of them were interested in traditional book learning. So if you have a child who is um, not interested in textbooks, learns outside the norm, then that could be one of your problems as well. Um, the second problem that I had was that I had a child who had a problem for every solution. Um, you might call him a negative Nelly. You might call him a hole puncher in your idea or plan. Um, but this child could always see the, the pitfalls in any situation. Um, as I've grown older and <laughs> more experienced in business, I realized this is a person you want on your team. But at the time, it just seemed like a pain. <laughs> but now I recognize it's truly a gift. Problem three is um, I had a child where everything was boring. This is boring. Why do we have to learn this? I don't understand why we have to learn this. 
So, you know, if you're the kid, if you're the parent of a child like that, and you're always having to explain why you're learning um, something or doing something, it can get, it can get hard because you want to just say, because I said so, but this child, that's not going to work. So you're going to, ha- you're going to have to um, learn to approach that child differently. And this is one of the ways that teaching entrepreneurial skills or the entrepreneurial, fostering the entrepreneurial spirit in your homeschool can help. So um, there are different ways we, we can start laying a different foundation on our homeschool with entrepreneurship in the back of our mind. And the first tip I would say is that um, these are kind of broad, but they really do give a child a way to look at the world through um, the eyes of an entrepreneur, which is really just looking for opportunities for growth in business. Okay, so um, tip number one would be to look at ways to encourage leadership in your kids. Um, I don't advocate for just signing them up for leadership things, but when they're in a situation where, you know, something has to be decided or done, encourage them to be the child to step up and step out of their comfort zone a little bit and make a decision or lead in a direction. Um, Number two would be to let them be different. When I talked about the one child who found a problem for every solution, this actually is a very good thing. And there's so many different parts to a team um, and a family is truly a team that this um, recognizing that the difference in our kids, we can still have unity with that diversity. So we can be unified as a family and we can just honor the difference in our kids. And entrepreneurship allows for this because if you think about just how many different businesses there are in the world and how many different needs there are in the world that a business um, could fill, you can recognize that there's something for everyone and being different can be a very good thing. And homeschoolers are already outside the norm, so it's not a far leap. Um, number three is to model the qualities you want your kids to emulate, but allow for diversity. So this is, again, that struggle I was talking about when you have kids who are very different in personality from yourself. I, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty positive person. I can always find the positive in something. So um, my one child who was like that was a challenge for me because, um, you know, it just, just, oh, I felt like he was negative and he felt like I was Pollyanna. So it was fine. It worked out. We it were able to work together, but the qualities that I would want to emulate would be those leadership qualities and some other biblical principles um, that we'll talk about here in just a little bit. So I'm going to just go over 10. I think I actually got more than 10 in here, but there are um, 10 tips or 10 ways that you can foster the entrepreneurial um, spirit in your kids. And the very first one, which is a good foundation, is financial literacy. So I know we yesterday, um, Pauline talked about financial literacy, so this dovetails really well. But give your kids... um, Teach them about money from a solid age to give them a a solid grounding in finance. This can be as simple as earning money for chores. Um, If you're a family that gives an allowance, making them accountable for how they spend the allowance. It can be looking um, for ways that you see money misspent in our government as your kids are older, so they can see the cause and effect to um, money in the world. And 
I would also say um, teaching them the biblical concept of sowing and reaping. So what you sow your money with might be what you, so if you've blown all your money on, you know, junk toys from the dollar aisle, uh, you might have a bunch of broken junk toys and no money, nothing to show for it. So um, there are a lot of good resources out there to teach financial literacy. Um, True North has the financial literacy class. And then there are some great books on teaching your kids financial literacy as well. Um, give your kids the opportunity to develop self-drive and independence with natural consequences. So not everyone is going to have a job. And I think um, Lisa talks a lot about this on the Compass blog, about what the future looks like. And especially after 2020, so many people didn't have a job to go to, whether they were in the service industry, you know, like waiters and things like that. But even dentists, doctors, they couldn't see patients. So you have to have the ability to pivot and your kids have to know that there are ways that they can be, they can support themselves that aren't always dependent upon someone else running a business and providing them a job and benefits. And we see more and more of this every day. I mean, when I started, um, as a virtual assistant, most people did not even, they didn't really know what that word meant. But I think for the most part, people do know what a VA is now, and there are so many. So you can get a very specialized VA now. We're used to, you got a general VA who kind of did everything. Um, ways that you can foster self-drive uh, self and independence with natural consequences, consequences for your kids is when they ask for money, um, you can brainstorm with them ways that they can earn it rather than just giving them the money. They, it can be as simple as completing a chore. I once paid one of my kids to clean all my baseboards. <laughs> it just made sense. I, um, I wanted them done and they wanted some money. And so it was a perfect fit. Um, the second one would be to teach them the art of valuing items. This can be taking care of the things that are entrusted to them. So that principle of property and teaching them to respect and honor the property of other people. Um, these are important keys for teaching art of valuing items. But also when I say valuing items, knowing what something is worth. So you can go on eBay. Um, and if you go on eBay with your kids, just go with them is what I would suggest. But you can look up maybe a toy that they have or a book that they have. Um, you can use Amazon for that. And you can go down and look through the different um, selling options. So you might see one where the book is $2 and you might see one where the book is, you know, $300. And so you could talk about the disparities in pricing and try to figure out, use that range to try to figure out what the true value of the book is. Do some more research, look at eight books. Um, these are just just different ways you can teach the art of valuing items. And it really is an art and kids can practice it and master the art of valuing items. And it really does start with um, keeping track of their own things and, and um, being respectful of other people's property. And then another way is to encourage them to start a micro business. So Carol Top has a website called Micro Businesses for Teens, and it's actually linked here. I won't click on it because it will take us off somewhere. But um, she that website has she has several ebooks that are really great, and they can teach your kids um, a simple business plan, um, what kind of financial um, startup information they're going to need, how much money they're going to need for startup, 
how to make a budget for their business, how to get customers and different types of micro businesses. So a micro business can be something like a lemonade stand or walking your dog. Um, it can be um, a, a yard sale or a garage sale. It can be babysitting. These are the types of micro businesses. And some kids can get really creative with the type of micro business that they have. So um, just give them some freedom and do some research there. And you might be surprised at the ideas that your kids have for micro businesses. Okay, so family is teamwork. And it's all for one and one for all most of the time. And what I mean by this is you may have a child who has no interest and anything entrepreneurial. The idea, maybe they've seen you running your business, maybe they've heard stories, maybe they just wanna do their own thing, but you can encourage curiosity and teach goal planning, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna necessarily pick up the gauntlet and run with it, and that's okay. You know, there's not everyone's gonna be an entrepreneur. I think everyone should learn entrepreneurship and how a business works, but um, not every kid is gonna do it. So, but ways you can foster um, that is through family teamwork and then encouraging curiosity. So encourage question asking, think of different and outside the box solutions rather than always coming up with the same question or same answers to questions, you know, help them look at the world differently, have them look at the world from the point of view of the customer um, for the business idea that they have. Um, or just in general, thinking of outside the box solutions for life questions in general. And then um, teaching goal planning. So this is something every child is capable of doing. And these, uh, you can, this link, this is actually linked right here to a freebie that's on the True North Homeschool site, Homeschool Academy site for printable, but kids can learn smart goals, which are, um, these are ways that you set a goal and you measure the goal, it needs to be realistic and it encourages follow through so that you can evaluate your goals along the way. So these are, this is parenting time. When this is the way that um, having a family run business or encouraging entrepreneurship in your kids, um, this is the way you might be able to recognize if somebody has an entrepreneurial spirit about them. These are traits you can look for. So if you have a hard worker, regardless if they were given a task by someone else or not, but if the child has uh, is completed the task with ingenuity, insightfulness, hard work, they've seen it through by the sweat of their brow, that sort of thing, they had that stick-to-itiveness, they were willing to complete it no matter what the cost, um, reward that hard work, that's a trait that you can look for, for in entrepreneurship. Um, the second one would be to reward personal initiative. So self-starters are rare in this world. And if you're blessed with a self-starter, definitely do everything you can to encourage it by um, praising and rewarding personal initiative. So, and that can just be words of affirmation. You know, you don't have to pay them to be self-directed um, self or self-starters. But a self-starter is someone who they see a problem and they just pick up the gauntlet and they take care of it. This is not someone that waits to be told what to do. Um, homeschoolers, as a rule, already have a leg up on this. And I saw this in my uh, children's college experience. 
that when they were attending college with kids who had come from the public school system or even just private school system, these kids were used to having all of their materials laid out for them uh, for the year or for the semester or whatever. And then they just checked off boxes and completed the work. And um, like the kids were right, they recognized that they were unusual and that they looked through the entire year or the entire semester, whatever the course may be, um, to see what they would need in advance and see what they could get started on. So they didn't wait for the teacher to tell them to turn to a certain page or whatever. So homeschooling um, breeds self-starters anyway, usually. Um, this is something you can work on, but if you have a natural self-starter, definitely find ways to encourage and recognize that. Teach your kids it's okay to fail. Um, just teach them to fail forward. So every failure is really just an opportunity to learn something, to grow. Um, you can study what works in whatever you failed at or what the business idea that failed. You can discuss what didn't work and what you would do differently next time. And these three simple questions, when you come up with a failing opportunity, is a good time for reflection. A child can notebook about this. Um, you can just have discussions about it. One instance that we had is we had an Amazon business and we had a pricing software because we had so much inventory. There's no way to get ever manually reprice uh, the software. So, or the, the items, and we had a software that took care of this for us. So at the end of the year, we were looking at um, business cost, you know, overhead. And we were looking at ways that we could cut cost in our business. And that's, you know, that's a skill to teach your kids too. But um, my boys were very active in the business with me. And so we were looking at this and um, we realized we could save almost $2,000 a year if we priced it ourselves. But I couldn't see a way that we could ever make the time to reprice it. So my youngest developed a spreadsheet uh, system where he would download all of the um, all of the inventory to a spreadsheet, and then he worked a formula with parameters, and then he uploaded it with a new pricing, and he did this once a day. And then we reevaluated about what about that was working and what didn't work and what we would do differently next time. It, in, it did end up saving us quite a bit of money. It was a little bit of work and it wasn't a complete success. Sometimes we would have a book that maybe was priced way outside the norm and so sat too long on the shelf and we just missed it because we had so much inventory. So it languished and eventually lost money because books have a shelf life. Um, or we priced it so cheap <laughs> inadvertently within those parameters. And um, we lost money that way. But overall, I think it was a wash and it was a good learning experience. Okay, and these are skills um, that we can teach our kids that are de uh, directly gonna impact not just their, um, their life as a whole, but definitely within entrepreneurship. When you own a business, these are things that are really expected of you. So um, that little quote up there, if you've ever seen the movie Cool Hand Logo, you know, we just say that all the time. Anyway, um, but these three skills, verbal communication, so teaching your kids to speak politely or speak politely and respectfully. And this is governed by the situation. So I always taught my kids to say yes, ma'am and no, ma'am, or address a, um, a friend who was married as Mrs. and that sort of thing. But I did have some friends who would say, um, don't call me ma'am, 
I'm not your grandma or I'm not your mom. You know, they, they wanted a more casual thing. So the respectful thing to do there was to explain out, oh, you know, I'm sorry, my mom always tells me to say ma'am, but if you prefer, I call you this, I can call you this. Um, and then the speaking politely and respectfully, especially within business also goes as habit about customers. So in customer um, service, which is an aspect of every single business, if you have a customer who's hard and they're challenging and you were talking about that as a family, like this person makes me want to pull my hair out, you know, and that does happen. And um, you just vent a little bit, but just be cautious in your example about what we say, because we really don't know what's going on on the other end. You know, somebody just kicked their cat that day and you were the recipient of, of it, but teaching your kids to respond with grace and mercy in those situations. The second aspect is written communication. So um, yes, grammar is really written there three times because grammar is really key when you're communicating, whether it's by text or email or how a newsletter or whatever. Um, mistakes happen, certainly. And it's really hard in our visual world where we're not writing things out to miss some of those typos and things like that. But just teach kids to have, to make the effort to um, pay attention to grammar and sentence structure. And you can use something like there's a free version of Grammarly that can help them. And then a good uh, grammar course is always recommended, a good writing course. Um, and then give them practice at writing. Um, you can practice with some business writing and you can practice some customer service response writing. So that is one thing that we did practice is customer service response writing. Um, Amazon used to send you, all of your customer service complaints came to you initially before we moved to Amazon FBA when we self-fulfilled. And you would get these emails that, um, you know, you knew in the beginning, you knew when you were getting ready to respond, you needed to sound professional. You needed to address their concern with compassion immediately. And then you need to have an action step. Like, what are you going to do to fix the problem? And or if you need more information from them before you can fix the problem. But helping kids just see the logical steps in <clears throat> um, the customer service response for written communication was something I just wanted my kids to know. And then um, another form of written communication is when you write your business plan. So, and at the end, I have a free worksheet. It's not mine. I just found it, but it was good. So we're going to share that about a free business plan your kids can practice writing. Um, the last one is body language. And um, my kids, when they were young, I didn't have a smartphone. So I didn't have that uh, disruption really, but they have grown up themselves pretty much in a world where that's the norm. So I always, you know, teach them if you want to be noticed when you come into a room, like if you, you need to have command of the room, you want to know what's going on in a room, just go in with your eyes up and your chin up, you know, just keep your chin up. And for one, you can see everything. And secondly, um, you look like you're there for a reason. Have you ever seen somebody just kind of slide in a room and they stay on the edges and you don't know what's going on or <clears throat> um, you you encounter someone and they don't look at you and then they look down and they don't make eye contact. And I'm not talking about, um, which actually I'm probably not because my screen's over here and I'm looking at my other screen. Um, but 
they're not making eye contact and it makes you uncomfortable in a way because it makes you feel like there's something hidden. So we want to have open, honest communication in business. So teaching our kids um, to be open, you know, uh, phones away and hands free and they can, you know, hold their hands a certain way that's comfortable for them and then no slouching. So um, those are three ways that we communicate and in in business, and these are good entrepreneurial skills for your kids to learn. So these are uh, three biblical principles of entrepreneurship that you can teach your kids. So at the top there, I have sowing and reaping. And I think I probably used this one to death in my homeschool, but um, it was just really a good one because it's also the law of natural consequences. If you, whatever you sow or whatever you put effort into or whatever you don't put effort into, you're going to reap that one way or another. There's no action that doesn't have a reaction. So it's going to come back to you. And you have to think about what you're sowing in this world and what God expects of you as a believer about what you're sowing. So we have, we want to um, teach integrity in business. And that comes through, like we talked about financial literacy, communication styles, those things. And then, um, we want to make sure that we do things in a way that others might know um, that we're believers. Like they know we run our business by biblical principles. They can see it from the outside. And the reaping of that, the reward of that is, is may not be a financial reward, um, but it's a reward of having peace within ourselves about how we're handling ourselves. And it's, it can be um, God blesses those things. So um, sowing and reaping is a good one. It, um, just teaching consequences. So the second one, um, the second biblical principle of entrepreneurship is to let your yes be yes and your no be no. And this goes into making agreements about what you will do and what you won't do. And this also is a really good boundary teaching skill. So I am a yes person and then I figure it out later. And I modeled that to my kids who really, they had to, um, I had to realize that's not a great fit for everyone. Some people really need the um, structure of yes and no. And I do have no buttons, but mine are probably a little wider because um, I can be excited by the challenge of figuring something out. And an entrepreneurial type kid may also be excited by the idea of figuring it out. But the biblical principle here is that we only agree to those things that we can deliver, that we let our yes be yes and our no be no. We don't agree to things that we can't deliver or do um, just because we may be getting paid for them, let's say up front. We wanna make sure that we um, only agree to that which we can deliver and no is no. So when we say no to something, then um, we know that our no, we've thought about it, prayed about it, researched it, um, whatever the case may be, so that we're firm in our yes and our no's. And then the last one is the golden rule. So you think about, um, and this is a question I use in interviewing a lot in, in another business, but you can get really think about a time when you had excellent customer service. I mean, what was it about the experience that um, just wowed you? What was the wow factor there? And that principle at play there is just do unto others. So someone did unto you the way they would expect to be treated. And so if you can bring to mind that really good experience that you had as a customer 
um, you can use that in your business and you can teach your kids to look for those examples. So, you know, if you have a waiter or wait staff that go out of their way to make sure you have a great meal, um, you can point that out to your kids about, you know, how that golden rule, the golden rule there is in place. Um, and then just again, back to honesty and integrity in our businesses or in teaching entrepreneurship skills. Okay, um, then um, I always call this go give in, in my homeschool. And this was because um, my very first business was actually a Mary Kay business. And the person, they awarded one woman the go give thing, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to get the go give. But that is a person, um, once a child embraces their entrepreneurial spirit, look for ways to give back to the world. Go give is just someone who um, they take what they've been given and they give back. So different ways that you can use this in your, um, like if your child develops a business or you have a business of your own, is that they can they could tie a certain percentage of their um, profit to a cause or to their church or whatever they want to do. Um, they can serve as their business. So our home-based business, which was called Whiskers Books, uh, after our cat, um, we went and served with a Korean church to teach English to uh, Burmese refugees that they come to this country and their kids were now in school and they didn't understand anything that was going on with the kids in school because they didn't speak um, English as a native language. So uh, we all went and my kids got tons of service hours. But on top of that, we just learned so much about a culture we knew nothing about, one that really would never touch our business or impact our business financially in any way. But we went there as a representative our, as a, of our family business and we, we supported that um, ministry financially as our business as well. And then also um, lead by example. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone after he's fully trained is like his teacher. And I remember when I very first read that um, verse in Luke, I thought that was the scariest thing I'd ever heard in my life <laughs> because um, I wasn't really sure I wanted my kids to be fully like me. <laughs> so um, that, but that did give me pause to think about what I do in front of my kids. And if I'm real, if I'm authentic, if I'm myself, if I'm honest, if I, if I go the extra mile for people, if I'm hardworking, um, am I those things? Because those are the things I want them to give back to the world. And um, so we, do, we definitely do model it first. So if, you're, if you are naturally a good leader or that's an area you need to work on, just know your kids are always watching. I mean, they never are not watching. And um, when they get to be a certain age, they will remind you of those things. Real fun. Okay, and then these are a couple additional um, resources that I, I found that I thought were really worthy. This TED Talk, um, the young man was raised, and now it's off my screen. I apologize, I can't remember his name, but um, he was raised as an entrepreneur from a very young age, and so he gives he gives this TED Talk about let's raise kids to be entrepreneurs, and it's a great TED Talk, and I highly recommend listening to the whole thing. And then the second link here is a business plan for printables for kids. So if your kids have an idea for a micro business um, or a home-based business, or they just have an imaginary business, which is a great way to get started without any money at all, they just make up a business of their own. Um, these business plan printables can get them on their way. And um, you can incorporate that into your homeschool.
Hey everybody, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our classes and clubs, testing, advising, mom's membership, and more at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. We do offer live online, dynamic, interactive, small group classes. So when your students take classes with us, they're not in a they're not in a Zoom room full of 100 people. We keep our class sizes small so that the students get to know both the teacher and their fellow students. We um, use a lot of different technology to make the classes dynamic and interactive, including presentations, projects, breakout rooms, virtual whiteboards, and more. Um, we like to say that we use time-tested educational pedagogy coupled with cutting-edge technology to bring the best educational opportunities to your students in, in the privacy of your own home. We do provide syllabus and grading for all classes. Um, clubs are more relaxed, so we don't provide syllabus or grading for those, but you can certainly use our clubs for the transcripts, and we'd love to help you know how to do that. Stay tuned this year, 2022, for some exciting new um, classes and clubs being offered by True North Home School Academy. Um, we're also going to be offering an honor club, dual enrollment, and so much more. We are honored to partner with you as you homeschool your children. Again, check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. And thanks for listening to today's podcast.